I'm Jenny. And I'm Alexa. And we're back for another edition of the Library Podcast, Checked Out. And this time we have a very special guest with us. Uh, this is Ellie. She is a seventh grader at Jesse Clark Middle School. And Ellie is joining us today to talk about the book Wonder. Welcome, Ellie. Hi. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you for being here. Ellie is going to be our resident middle school expert because the book we're talking about, Wonder, by R.J. Palacio, um, takes place in a middle school. Um, and uh, the main character is a 10-year-old boy named August who goes by Augie. And August has been homeschooled his entire life and is starting a public, or not a public school, I guess it's a private school, but, mm-hmm. but going to a kind of regular school for the first time ever. Um, and he's been homeschooled because he has a um, something that is kind of alluded to as treacher Collins syndrome, but it's a cranial malformation, I think, is kind of some of the language they use to describe it. Right, yeah. Um, and that's something that, throughout the book, is told from different perspectives. You don't really have a solid idea of what exactly Augie looks like going into the book. Um, at the beginning, it's from his perspective, and he says, I don't even have to bother describing to you, because no matter what I say, like whatever you're picturing, it's worse. It's worse than what you're already imagining. Yeah. Um, so you don't really get a concrete description of August until, like, two-thirds of the way through the book, whenever his sister yeah. narrates a chapter. It explains what, what's actually gone on. He has, right. um, and he, he has some lingering health issues as a result. He's got to get hearing aids at one point in the book. But mm-hmm. overall, he's a pretty normal kid. He just, people look at him and react to him differently. Um, and the book starts over the summer, and he goes to his new school uh, to meet with some classmates. Um, Charlotte, Jack, Will, and Julian are the three kids who are picked to kind of lead him around and show him around the school um, and meet his principal, Mr. Tushman. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of jokes are made about Mr. Tushman's name. Um, and the three friends. And, and Charlotte seems very nice, kind of distant, kind of your average overachiever, I guess. Um, and Julian quickly, you kind of get the sense it's going to kind of be a bully. Um, he's just kind of a jerk. He's you kind know. of the kid that's like, oh, I'm going to suck up to these parents, and when they're not looking, I'm going to be this total piece of crap. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's the best description of Julian. Yep. Exactly. That's him. Um, and then Jack Will and Augie actually become friends mm-hmm. pretty pretty early on. Um what did you think of the the introduction of, of him and to his friends, to this kind of, his introduction into school, I guess, in a peer group? I thought it was really a very accurate portrayal, honestly. I, I It's such a true-to-life thing, I think, that a principal would kind of pick, I think they're called, like, new student ambassadors or something like that. And it's like the principal went out and found these kids that teachers had given kind of recommendations of. These are the overachieving kids who are kind of nice to everyone, although Julian obviously is the one who's kind of just nice to teachers yeah, Julian has <laughs> while they're watching. Fooled, but yeah. the other kids are on to him really quick. Exactly. Do you um, see kids like that in middle school, Ellie, who are kind of that, like, they have the teachers all fooled? but with their peers, they're kind of jerks. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I see it a lot, actually. Um, I know a lot of people who are very, very nice to teachers, and then you see them picking and name-calling and talking behind people's backs in the hallway, and you just really, like, wonder, what is going on? <laughs> it's really weird. 
And that's what Augie deals with a lot, I think. The kids, they were kind of nice to him to his face, but um, kind of mean behind his back. Julian and his friends actually start this thing where they say that Augie has the plague, and if you touch him, you'll get sick. And so he realizes no one will get close to him, or if he brushes up against them, they kind of, you know, run away. and they have mm-hmm. to wash their hands. Yeah. And, and Augie's so cool about it. He's like, oh, I thought it was kind of like the cheese touch from the Wimpy Kids series. He was, <laughs> like, so chill with yeah, it. Like, I would have been kind of, like, hurt inside, but he's like... I'm used to it now. Now I'm just going to make fun of this. I think that's what makes Augie such, like, a sweet and likable protagonist. It's like he, throughout the entire book, he's trying so hard to see things from other people's perspectives, which you don't get a lot from younger characters or younger people in general, maybe not all the time, is this sense of understanding. Like, he's, he's not just thinking about himself. He's trying to see it from everyone else. He's like, I understand. I look different. And so some kids are going to be really weird about it and mean about it. And Augie has a lot of empathy, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is sort of an overall theme of the book, is having empathy for other people. And he's definitely got that in spades. Um, And sort of throughout the course of the novel, I feel like kind of instills that a little bit in some of his classmates, kind of as leads by example. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Ellie? Um, I remember this one part in the book when you mentioned empathy. I think it was, ironically, there's a character named Ellie and one named Maya. And... Augie makes a joke about the creator of the ugly doll basing it off his face, and they gave him a little keychain of an og- of an ugly doll, calling it the Augie doll, and mm-hmm. said for the sweetest Augie doll around. And I thought that, <laughs> I thought that was really cute yeah. and really sweet. Yeah, yeah. Augie definitely wins over most of his classmates, with the exception of Julian. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's such a nice timeline. I really, whenever they went on that camping trip, and it was kind of like you get the ominous sort of "don't mess up your hearing aids" or or else, and they kind of send him off on this camping trip. It's like, well, what's going to happen to Augie's hearing aids on this camping <laughs> they trip? Were like, yeah, be careful with these hearing aids; yeah. they're super expensive. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure they're going to break the hearing. So aids. Something horrible is going to happen to those. Let's see what it is. And that camping trip really is kind of the catalyst, I think, for him winning over just everyone. It's yeah. just like... Julian doesn't go on the camping trip. And you right. find out later, Julian gets banned from going on the camping trip. Um, but Julian's friends are there, and some older kids from another school start picking on Augie, and uh, Julian's pack of friends jump in and defend him. Um, and that really bonds everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, you find out later, Julian wasn't allowed to go because the principal had discovered Julian was leaving really hateful notes in Augie's locker. Um and Augie and Jack Will were having fun with it and writing notes back. Just kind of like silly, <laughs> they were like, random notes. Dear Julian, we love you. Kiss yeah. my feet, Beulah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just made up funny stuff. Right. And, um, Julian's were nasty, though. They were They, were, they were like, get out of our school, orc, or go kill yourself. Your mom doesn't love you. Yeah, and, really, really like, awful. That's terrible. Where do you think that came from with Julian? Like, where did that anger and rage really come from? Did you get a sense of, I mean, did it seem like, did it come from a certain place, or was it just him as a person? We don't get a lot of Julian backstory in this book. For me, like you said, we don't get a lot of Julian backstory. For me, it all kind of comes down to his mom's emails that we see at one point in the book. Um, His mom sends really just hateful, accusatory emails to the principal at one point saying that, she and all the other parents have talked about and they've come to this consensus that Augie's presence in the school is just bringing everyone down and it's really hard on all the other kids. And it's just like, he's a kid. <laughs> was Jillian's born this way. And, mad. She yeah. was so mad because she photoshopped yeah. Augie out of the picture. Right. Yeah. And that just, that really pissed me off. I'm not going to cupcake it, but... <laughs> 
Like, she was like, look, I photoshopped it so you don't have to remember all the ugly memories. And she said, ugly memories. Mm -hmm. And that just set me off. I was like, you could not find a meaner and more hateful mom. Yeah, I I don't think that the sort of language that Julianne leaves in Augie's locker is something that a seventh grader just kind of comes up with on his own. I think he's going to have to be hearing that from somewhere um, based on his mother's email that was even toned down for the principal and still pretty outrageous. When you hear all the moms talking, you hear some of, like, I think it was Miles and Amos, Mm -hmm. no, Miles and Henry were like Julianne's little followers. And their moms were, like, really mad, too. I think those are kind of like the dream team of moms in their (laughs) eyes. They're the three that run the show, and whatever they say, that's going to how it is. So I think everyone was kind of afraid of them and started to, like, you know, be hateful to Augie. And then I think it was Charlotte's mom or Summer's mom that steps up and says, whoa, no, this this is not cool. Then all the other moms, like, are really mean to us. That mom, it's just, it was weird. <laughs> so, well, like, the cliques still happen even when you get out of middle school and you become an adult. There are still cliques like that everywhere you go. Right. I think Augie even points that out at one point where they're at the science fair and it's like his parents are hanging out with Summer's mom and Jack Will's parents. And he's, he's like, it's so funny how mm-hmm. kids and parents all kind of, like, click together in the same way. Even, even once they're out of school, they still kind of hang out with the same sort of people that their kids do. One of my so friends, like, I introduced my mom to her mom, and they just set it off. They're best friends now. <laughs> <laughs> friend matchmaking yeah, friend. Absolutely. yeah I felt like Julian um, I think it comes from he misses being the center of attention I think he was kind of hot stuff um, he was the most popular kid and now with Augie Bear people are even if people aren't befriending Augie they're paying him attention and I think that just drives Julian nuts also they talked about how Julian had those nightmares and anxiety um, did they say that in your book? Yeah, I guess we should say, um, I had a different copy of this book than Jenny and Ellie. Um, so if you're looking to read Wonder and you get a copy that seems kind of shorter than some other copies nearby, there are extra... Ju- yeah, there's an extra bit um, about Julian that kind of goes more into Julian's backstory. So I did not read that portion. Um, it was, um, it's a, it's a special, there's, she wrote an additional book, a companion right. book called Augie and Me. And it's told from the, it's the story of Wonder, but it's told from the perspective of three different characters. Whereas Wonder is mostly Augie with some, some chapters alternate between his sister and his parents mm-hmm. and um, his friends. Um, but Augie and me is, is other classmates. And some of the copies of Wonder floating around out there have a little section at the end from Augie and me, and it's the Julian chapter. And it's stuff about, it's sort of Wonder from the perspective of, of Julian. So you get, when I just read Wonder, and I read an interview with the author who said she, there are, she purposefully did not have any Julian chapters in Wonder, anything from Julian's perspective, because she didn't want people to, um, she didn't want to really, like, justify his behavior. But then later she wrote this whole, um, really, like, a short story told from Julian's perspective. And it does give you a little bit more empathy for Julian and why he does what he does. It gives you a little bit of understanding, at least. He's still I love the Julian jerk. chapter. It was one of my favorites besides the camping trip. Because I thought, okay, you always hear from, like, on the news or from a friend how they're being bullied and how this person's just being so mean. But I love hearing that there's always, it's a two-way street. We always hear the other side of what Julian is going through and why this is happening. And I think that can help a lot of people, actually. Absolutely. Why they're being bullied. 
Absolutely. Yeah. The whole book is really about empathy and trying to understand, you know, where people are coming from. Um, and so that was, yeah, I thought that was nice to kind of get a chapter and see a little bit where Julie is coming from. Right. Because, I mean, he's still a child. Yeah. Like, same, as, same as all the other kids. I mean, it's like there are kids that do some really, really hurtful and really mean things throughout this book. But I think it's important to kind of come at it and kind of understand that they're learning that behavior from somewhere. Um, they're, they're still just children. <laughs> I remember the mom was like, everyone makes mistakes. And I was like... Your son was a major jerk. You can't keep justifying this. Right. She even comes off as a little bit more empathetic in the bonus chapter, too. Hmm. Um, She, you kind of see it, I guess, um, um, Julian does have these, like, anxiety attacks and these nightmares, and um, she blames it on Augie being there. I don't think Augie is really the cause, but she blames it on that. I think Julian's being, being put under all the stress because... All of his friends are now hanging out with Augie. He's not popular anymore. He said mm-hmm. it's like a parallel universe that him and Augie have switched places. Mm-hmm. And I think that combined was, well, school's very stressful. Mm-hmm. And he said Augie's face kind of scared him. So I think all that mashed together makes these nightmares. And the nightmares were about him being Augie and seeing all this. And I think his mom was just w- wanting to take Augie as the scapegoat. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think, yeah, I think Julian was nightmares were really him having to face what he had done to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's that's hard for a seventh grader. Yeah. Kind of I do think those nightmares were really important. I think she made those nightmares what they are mm-hmm. to show us that he's trying, like his subconscious is trying to tell him, dude, this is stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that look what this other kid has to go through and you're just making it worse. Absolutely. I agree. So, who were some of your other favorite characters that you really, really loved in the book? Well, we talked a little bit about Via. Um, I loved Via. She is Augie's older sister, um, and she loves him so, so much. Um, And she is kind of embarking on this new chapter of her life at the same time as Augie is going into school for the first time. She's starting high school. Um, And so we get a little bit of Via's kind of uh, normal teen high school problems where over the summer, she and her two best friends kind of drifted apart from each other. They all come back to school, and her two best friends are just like completely different people. Um, Miranda, her best friend, has dyed her hair, and they're just both kind of not hanging out with her anymore, and she's very confused about that. And at the same time, she's kind of trying to make this new life for herself in high school. Since she's at this new high school, there's all these new kids, and she's kind of trying to set herself apart from the old Via, where she used to just be known as Augie's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's having kids call her Olivia instead of Via, which is like her family nickname for her. Um, one of my favorite scenes in the book is whenever it's um, Via with her grandmother mm-hmm. on the beach. Oh, yeah. I loved that scene where it's Via and her grandma. Uh, Via had gone to stay with her grandma by herself while Augie had some surgeries, and so he was at home with their parents. Um, it's Via and her grandma sitting on the beach together, and her grandma's just like, you know what? I, I love you more than anyone or something to that effect. And Via's just like, well, what about, what about Augie? And she's just like, Augie has a lot of people, but I just want you to know yeah. that I love you. I'm looking Augie. out for you. She told Augie, she was like, Augie has a lot of angels looking out for him, mm-hmm. but I'm always here for you, and you're my favorite. Yeah, that was, I, I just, just love that scene so much. It was so good. Yeah, it was such a sweet moment between the two of them. And I think definitely what Via needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. She is, she's very mature, she's very responsible, she's a very loving big sister, but it's hard to be, to, to always kind of be 
everything has to revolve around, especially you get the sense that when he was younger, his health was a lot more fragile. Mm-hmm. And so everything revolved around Augie's needs. And she's so health. understanding. Yeah, absolutely. She's just like, I get it. Like, I, I'm... Just a person with good health, and I'm I have all this stuff going for me. I understand that Augie's been dealt kind of a bad hand, so he needs more understanding. Yeah, he needs attention. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things I thought was one of the characters I thought was really cool is um, Via's former best friend Miranda, mm-hmm. um, who even though she and Via have fallen apart, Miranda really misses Augie. They had a really sweet bond, and she gave Augie this astronaut helmet um, and called him Major Tom, um, and he wore that helmet everywhere for the first couple years of his life, really. I mean, it seems like he never took it off, especially in public, because it was a way for him to just be a normal kid. He just seemed like a little kid with the helmet on, having fun and playing pretend. But it allowed him to kind of go through life without people looking at him. And, right. and he always talks about when people seeing the people look at him and their first reaction to his face. And the, the helmet let him get away from that. Mm-hmm. And you find out his dad, his dad later tells him he just he threw it away. <laughs> Which I thought, that was really weird of the dad. Like, if you're... I understand why the dad did it. He didn't want his son to be like, if I cover up my face, then everyone will will be all right. He didn't want him to be ashamed. He didn't want his son to grow up like that. And I understand that. But I do think he should have talked to Augie about it instead of just... Throwing it out, and also, how mad would the mom be? I love that he didn't even tell his wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, she's gonna kill me. It's like, this so is my mission, and my mission alone. <laughs> I will get rid of this and tell no one. Yeah. And he just kept it to himself for like a decade. <laughs> how mom would the mad be though? They said she searched every lo- every closet. She tore apart the house for two <laughs> weeks, and I was like. That hard for him. Ho- hope that know. never came up. Hope <laughs> he kept yeah. that one to himself because yeah, she would not be she would not be pleased with her husband. I don't think I wouldn't be. No. I would. <laughs> one of the things that I love is that Augie has um, a really wonderful principal and teachers who mm-hmm. have his back who really oh, look out for him. Um, Mr. Tishman, the principal, and then Mr. Brown, his um, is he social studies? Yeah, his social studies teacher. Um, and they really, I think um, they kind of show Augie that, you know, as an adult who don't view him one way or the other, obviously his parents love him very much, um, and that's his, you know, experience with one set of adults, and they're Julian's parents who are, you know, treat him like a pariah. There's another experience, but but to have, you know, adults that aren't family um, give him respect and just treat him like a normal kid, and I think that's one of the the best things is that they just treat him like a normal person. And I love Mr. Brown who gives him these precepts mm-hmm. their kids have to have every month they get a new precept and then they they get to write new ones um over the summer and send to him um and precepts are just like mr brown's rules to live by i really like the precepts i thought that was an important part of the book there's a whole uh companion book out now that's just precepts it's like a different precept for every week or every day or something like that um, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite was when given the choice between being right or being kind, choose kind. I um, really, Dr. really Wayne Dyer. thought that was good. Yeah, I think that's just a great um, meta. I think that's just a great kind of set of rules to live by, especially for for middle school, which is so hard. Mm-hmm. Goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, they talked about in Augie's graduation of fifth grade that when he got up to get his award. For I think it was like a good humanitarian or mm-hmm. something. All the teachers were just all right there with the kids screaming and cheering, mm-hmm. go Augie stuff. And I thought that was really powerful mm-hmm. because to have other adults that are like, 
your friends, mom, or whoever that are really important besides your parents because you can know you can always come to them. Absolutely, yeah. And I thought that showed him, like, real kindness and respect there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about um, Augie and his one true passion, um, Star Wars. At the <laughs> beginning of the book, he even has a Padawan braid, like Anakin in the uh, in the original, or not the original trilogy, in the prequels. Prequels, <laughs> thank you. Um, what did you think about his love of Star Wars, Ellie? Um, I thought his love of Star Wars was really cool because I love Star Wars, too. <laughs> <laughs> As do many people. Many, many people love it like I do, but I thought it was really cool. I loved how he had the Padawan braid. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool, but when he cut it off, you see everyone's, like, shocked, like, what? <laughs> and I thought that was a really powerful moment, showing that he's trying to reform himself. But I think the Star Wars obsession... Um, I think that's important to him because you see all these different people in Star Wars and you see Luke who's just going about his business, trying to be all right. He doesn't like his life down with Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru on Tatooine, but still he finds a way to be the hero and he's always, he's always like there, if you know what I mean. And I think that really was inspirational, Doggy. Mm-hmm. They have kind of similar, uh, I guess, story arcs kind of where... Luke, when he's on Tatooine, he's really whiny. So I want to go to Tashi Station, get some power converters, and then he becomes Gosh. this really cool guy at the end. And Augie's kind of that same way where everyone's kind of telling him to grow up at the beginning of the book. It's like, you got to grow up, you got to yeah, be like, a big kid, go and go school. to school. And yeah, yeah and like I, Luke's playing vroom vroom noises with this t- exactly. with his TI-16 little, little model. Exactly. Augie's kind of playing with a space helmet. Yeah, so he's got like, a space helmet, he's got his little Padawan braid, and then he kind of sheds all of that whenever he goes to school, and he kind of has this kind of like traditional hero arc. Kind of like shedding a skin. Yeah. I think of. Exactly, yeah. So I thought that was kind of important in the book. Mm-hmm. Also, Julian said he also loves Star Wars in his chapter, which I thought was kind of weird because these characters could not be more different. Julian's but a Sith. <laughs> he is so a Sith. We need to come up with a name for him. That's Darth, Darth Julian because that just <laughs> Darth Julius terrible. or something. Mm-hmm. That fits. Darth Jerkface. <laughs> there you I go. I like it. Yes, that's a good one. But so yeah. What else? Who else did you guys love or not like? Who else did you dislike? I wish we got to see more of Julian's followers. Yeah, you know followers. <laughs> Um, I wanted to see how they thought of Julian and yeah. how he was treating August. I really thought maybe they would have like been like, dude, let's don't do this. But I really wanted to see how they reacted. They were so cool at the end whenever they stood yeah. up for him when in they the woods. Stood up, I yeah. was like, applause. <laughs> yeah, well, it so makes sweet. you wonder because some of the kids, it seems like early on, they know Julian's being a jerk and they just kind of ignore it yeah. and they don't want to just don't want to cross Julian they don't want to be the target but I you wonder if Julian's friends yeah because you feel like if you don't stand up for something then, then like, I see that happen? happen and my friend was getting bullied I was like go tell him to stop <laughs> so I eventually went over and did it for him there you there go you <laughs> needed somebody like you <laughs> exactly I told him to shut up and stop picking on my friend <laughs> And the teacher was like, Ellie, don't use that language. <laughs> good, good intentions, maybe different language. <laughs> yeah, I thought that um, 
it would have been nice, yeah, to get a little bit of their perspective. Mm-hmm. Were they were they in on it at the beginning and then they changed their mind? Did they all along know what was wrong? Kind of what was their perception? Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to see more of Summer. Yeah. Too. She didn't really do much in the book. She kind of faded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but, 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 where, where did you go? Yeah, we haven't Summer really talked really about cool. Summer much. She's the first kind of person other than Jack Will who kind of voluntarily befriends Augie. Mm-hmm. She sits with him in the cafeteria when he right. wants Will. Yeah. It's even a, Jack Will won't sit with him Even first. Jack Will didn't sit with him. Like right. her friend came over and was like, hey, come sit with us. And you can, and she describes that as like the girl popular table. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Goes and sits with Augie, and I thought that was really cool. And Summer's just kind of this sweet little odd march to the beat of her own drummer. Mm-hmm. She's just like, I'm in middle school, but I'm still kind of feeling like a kid. I don't really want to be super grown up she yet. She she wanted to be a unicorn she, for Halloween. She wanted with to dress up as a unicorn for <laughs> Halloween, which is really sweet. And Augie was like, be a unicorn. Like, yeah. it's, that's, that's great. And so they kind of bond together over this. This kind of they're still kids, mm-hmm. like they and they want to be kids together. And also, the cool beans that yes. they always say to each other. They have a cute little catchphrase. They say "cool beans." I thought that was just cute. It is very cute. They have a very sweet little friendship, and uh, they're they're together a whole bunch. And then Augie kind of gets back together with Jack. Will they have a small falling out? They get back together, and then the three of them kind of become friends. But we really see a lot less of Summer at yeah. that point once once he starts hanging out with Jack Will a little bit more. And I kind of wonder if that was maybe kind of a conscious choice of R.J. Palacio is maybe that is kind of the natural order of middle school that you do tend to kind of hang out with with kids. Same-sex group renders. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I'm that's kind of what it felt like to me. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. I wanted to see more summer, too. In elementary <laughs> school, I used to hang out with guys because all girls would talk about is hair, makeup, boys, stereotypical things. You wanted to be a kid still. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do that, so I hung out with the guys. But now in, uh, I'm in middle school, and people change so I went over and I started hanging out with the girls and they're so much like less stereotypical <laughs> like I found real friends who are like let's talk about Star Wars and Harry Potter <laughs> there you and go <laughs> I was like well all right I'm friends with you now you found your crew yes. I think it's really it's really smart actually to have summer fade out because because all my friends who are guys I've now faded them out, and they faded me out, so... It's kind of the natural order of things. That's what happens, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then in high school, everybody kind of comes back together. Yes. As friends again. Yeah. What did you think about the falling out between Augie and Jack Will? And we should explain a little bit. It's Halloween, and Mm -hmm. Augie's told everyone he's going to go as Boba Fett, um, but instead he, at the last minute, changes his costume idea and um, goes in, and he overhears Julian and Jack Will talking about him, and Julian says something about his, about Augie's face, and Jack Will says, if I had that, I would kill myself, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Jack Will got, like, really ugly. I was like, this is so out of character. Yeah. Jack Will later is like, I don't know what I was doing. I was being stupid and reckless. And I can really relate to that. I think a lot of people say things we don't mean mm-hmm. just because we want to fit in and we want people to like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was a really good. true moment in the book because I think everybody has kind of had that situation where maybe sure. maybe you've said something and later on you're just like, why did I say that? That was really stupid. And we all have those moments. Right, right. And so you really feel for Jack Will whenever he... Totally. But he, and he has no idea. He's just like, why did Augie quit talking to me? I don't understand why he's mad at me. And he's just genuinely confused. He has no idea that he's hurt Augie's feelings. Um, and then when he finally, Summer kind of gives him this hint. Yeah. And then when he finally, it finally like clicks in his head and he's just, he's mortified. He's absolutely horrified that Augie heard him say that. I think that's a really important thing because that teaches kids who might read this book going into middle school, 
careful what you say. Actions have consequences. That is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Your words matter. Words do matter, no matter if it's body language kind of language or if you're saying something. I've seen many fights because of what someone has said, and it it can get very bad, so. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like this was a really accurate representation of middle school, Ellie? I loved this book because it was very accurate. I've read middle school books, and they talk about how either, one, it's basically all cupcakes and sprinkles and rainbows, or two, it's this dark prison cell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a nice middle ground. <laughs> there, there's, no, there's no medium, but I thought this was very accurate, and that's why I love this book so much. It talks about, yes, there are bullies and there are people who are going to be ugly to you in the real world. And then they bring along Augie, who is like, well, I'm different, and I know that, but I'm just going to have fun. And I think those people are really important, and you don't see a lot of them in middle Mm -hmm. school. You change in middle school. And I thought we really saw that with Augie and stuff, because Julian was like, he's changed now, he's so, like, popular, and everyone likes him. And he's not shy anymore. And I thought that was a really big thing because this is what middle school is like. You're going to have people who are the king, queen, or bee. And they're going to have their little followers. And they're going to be jerks. And I thought this was a really good representation because there's always those friends. You have Jack Will and you have Summer. you, And you have all these people. And then there's people who shock you which I've had people come up to me and they've been, like, really snotty and then they're really nice and kind. And I'm like, where did this come from? (laughs) And I thought we really saw that with Amos, Miles, and Henry when they Mm -hmm. came and stood up for August during the fight. I thought this was really accurate. I love this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did too. I liked it a lot. I thought it was very sweet. Mm -hmm. And I liked, you know, just kind of the overall message of being kind and um, having empathy and looking out for one another. It felt to me a lot like one of those, like, feel-good 80s movies like Rudy or Lucas or something. (laughs) It's like you do the slow clap at the end. Mm -hmm. It's just like everyone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We should say they are turning this into a movie. So we'll see uh, how the movie deals with a lot of the themes as well, if it's just as good or if it... It's never as good as the book, but Mm -hmm. we can try. I'm really excited for the movie because you see all these books being turned into movies. Like, this is going to upset a lot of people, but the Percy Jackson series. (laughs) I'm just going to throw it because those were not as good as the books, and I am very proud saying that. Yeah, (laughs) I agree with you there. You can't disagree with me. But um, So I'm really excited to see how this will play in with the book Mm -hmm. and see if it's better or for worse. I agree. Well, thank you, Ellie, for being our special guest on this podcast. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And we'll be back next month with another edition. Thanks, Alexa. Thanks, guys.